You're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Love that Danhausen. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially at the Odeon. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode of AIW's Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament. I am your host, I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Training Topics Network, Midwest Territory, and Key on Sports. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com and we still have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net like i said this is a review episode and the final show for us of the jaylet weekend a little bit out of order but we got jaylet done now we're on to the chandler bings memorial tag team tournament like i said i'm your host i am justin summers and this week i am joined by once again stacy hey man it's like i never left it is it's it's, it's like i just talked to you yesterday it's exactly like you just talked to me yesterday. <laughs> and we also have Charlie Butters. Hey, man. I'm still on a tear, and I'm back again. So that's one down so far. <laughs> Let's see if see how many more times you say it. So Chandler Bingham's Memorial Tag Team Tournament. Like I said, a little bit out of order, but this is in between night one, night two. And uh, how do you guys feel coming into this with... Uh, Everything on the line, well, especially with the tag team scene, because it just seems like it's always to infinity beyond wins, lol. I was actually really excited for this show. Um, the tag team division in AIW is pretty strong at this point, and there were a lot of good matches on set that could turn into a really interesting situation in the second round, just to see what route the whole thing would go in the end, uh, because it does kind of set up absolution and going forward and uh the the show delivered man i thought it was a real good show how about you charlie uh you know everybody go again everybody was on a tear and uh i thought overall the whole show it was a lot of fun and what i was most looking forward to was the um unannounced matches or the sort of announced matches uh that kind of took place in between the rounds um just to see what uh they would do with those but the, I mean, the tag team scene in AIW is awesome, and uh, I, I had no doubts that you know their finals and everything was going to be uh, something to see. There was one big, I think, favorite going into this weekend. The whole like past year or so has been about one team, and that's PME. And they were they were the second match on the card. We did start off with 
one of my favorite teams, and I thought they had a really good shot of winning. And if not this year, maybe next year. But we started off with the production versus the young studs. And just right before that, though, we started out with a very impassioned speech. That Yeah, that is very true with Steve Guy. He's paying respect to Biggins. Steve kills it with those things, man. And I don't know if he ever gets enough credit for it, but man, he is he is excellent at at that type of thing, like taking a situation and and really putting in words the feelings that are going on for people. So skip over that. Yeah, because I'm going to like with like Twitter results, and I didn't really talk about that, but that that is something that that needed to be brought up. Steve, Steve Guy is the Captain America of AIW of like, he's really good at those fucking get you pumped up speeches. And the, this did not disappoint at all. And I haven't gone back to watch this on Fight TV. And I do believe it should. This should be on the Fight TV. Uh, yeah, somebody told me it is. Yeah, that it, it starts with, with that. So, Which it goes back to Jalen because there used to be a thing every year. And I, maybe we didn't do it because it was on Fight TV, but they used to I- introduce every single competitor, get them all in the ring, and take like this really cool group picture. Not, not necessarily a group picture here, but you brought everybody out, and everybody was around the trophies, and like there was there was the speech. So kind of missing from night one, but here it is part of the Chandler Biggs of our tag team tournament. So still awesome. Imagine being on Fight. The time it would take to have 24 people come out individually, you know, like even with this, like when the show started, everybody was just already there at the ring. Yeah. Well, yeah. What they would do was they'd hit JT Lightning's music and it's kind of like you bring people out one after the other. So maybe taking like two minutes, maybe I want to say if that. Oh, okay. I think the big thing is not that much time Getting everybody together for the pitcher and all that kind of stuff, that would be the the hard part to do on Fight TV. But the, the group pitchers, which I don't know how many years they did it, was kind of cool. And then somebody would edit in the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament logo. And I think on the very first one, someone did like, like JT was in the pitcher. So that was kind of cool. But anyway, back to the opening match. The production versus the Young Stud, two teams that are very very familiar with each other and we kind of knew what we would get coming into this and uh the dude does need to be mentioned fucking like eddie only injured himself in the match too which kind of did which it's unfortunate yeah man eric ryan and bev have been on a a roll for a while man like this i really you know while i had assumptions going into it that the production would would come through and move on to the next round you couldn't count out the idea that it really could have been Bev and Eric Ryan moving on either. Yeah. And their matches always fucking deliver. Opinions differ, but I thought the Tijuana guys, you know, maybe didn't try the hardest in some of the times that those guys went up against each other. Mm -hmm. But Bev and Eric noticed that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're really good. Uh, And their matches always deliver. And this was no exception. This match was really good. On a side note, like I wouldn't be disappointed if the young studs became champions again. Fuck no, I wouldn't either. Like that that in itself could be its own really awesome moment. So I think even with like with all the first round matches, there was only one that I figured it was absolute who was gonna win. 
and that was uh, Spear Squad. I did not think they were going to win. Yeah, man. The uh, the injury to Eddie kind of made you know the night weird for the production, but yeah. All in all, I don't remember because of this being so far out of having direct memories of this match. Yeah, you know that's the problem with being this far removed from a show and having like we're reviewing three shows within two days. A lot of shit happened in a short amount of time. Right, right. But anyway, we had uh, the production advance to the finals via double team wheelbarrow driver. Yeah, our first team through to the second round, the production. Mm-hmm. God, you can even tell him the, the picture that Caden took for the result. Like, Eddie's very light on that ankle. Yeah, and I didn't see it happen during the match. I didn't I didn't notice it. I think an intermission is when I heard about it. Like, he went to the hospital or something. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I had no clue until the until uh, Danhausen came out the, the second match. So Next up, we have... Uh, the favorites to win it all versus the champions who won it last year. We had the Weird World versus PME, another you know set of tag teams that are very very familiar with each other. But just getting the result, it was you know PME fucking advancing via Sunset Dreams, and I think that that was huge. The, I think from for fans knowing that PME is one win away because, like I've said, they they've been the favorite to win the, the titles since uh, probably even before to infinity and beyond recapture the titles. I mean, and, and no disrespect to weird world at all, but I, I think know. everybody could have kind of saw that PME was going to pull through this and, and move to the next round. Um, the, the reaction those guys get from the crowd every time ceases to amaze me. Like it's infectious, mm-hmm. like love those guys. And it's, I, it's evident why, I mean, they're really good. Yeah, and this, you know, there was the dynamic here of, like, these guys, these two teams are, like, friends. You know, this wasn't, like, uh, the kind of situation. This was more just, like, a competition to see who could move forward. And I think it was a, a really big deal that, you know, you've, you've got Weird World, who won last year. Mm-hmm. Me, in their first round, unseats the former winners, you know, in the trajectory going through the, the tournament. Cool. It was a good match. What are your thoughts on it, Charlie? I mean, there's not much else to say. I mean, it's, it's true. Like they, they, they didn't come in like a, it was going to be a big brawl, and it was a fun tag match. And uh, you know, we got what, what everybody kind of was uh, expecting. PME moving on to the second round. Is there any fan base out there that boos PME? I haven't seen it. Neither have I. And like I know, I've said millions of times, like how you know well they they go from company to company, and just they can debut somewhere, people love them instantly. And I think that's. That's the fun. How many how many wrestlers are like that where they can go to a new company and just within their very first entrance, you get people falling in love with them. I remember it's rare. It's so it's so rare. I think of like I remember when Josh Alexander debuted in AIW. It was like, all right, you look cool, but let's see what you got first. So it, it was very much and for most wrestlers. When you debut, if we don't know who you are, you get kind of a, a cold welcome. But after we see you in a match, you know, we. We warm up to you. But them, PME is like, they're not even in the ring yet. And people are like, all right, I like these guys. These guys are great. These guys are fun. Man, I've even seen them on some some shows where the crowd was very lively for the rest of the show. Uh, but when PME came out, those people who had maybe not been so vocal and into the show were all of a sudden pretty vocal and into the show. 
And I think that says something, too, that they could kind of take a dead crowd and liven them up. That's that's even rarer yet. You got anything to add, Butters? Uh, there, there's just something special about them. I don't know what it is, but I like it. I want to see more of it. I'm glad we have them around. Next up, we have the official AIW team debut of the Rip City Shooters, Wes Barkley and Joshua Bishop versus the Jollyville Fuckets. In this match was under Fuck It Rules, which, you know, shit just went crazy after that. I think everybody was just waiting this whole match for when Wes was going to catch that pounce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to repeat on here what you said about it, Charlie? I just, I felt like he was going to go flying, and uh, they did it perfectly, too. Like, every that match was my favorite match, I think, of the first round. There was just, it it, it drew me in, and there was just so much uh, with the fuck it rules and, like, how they kind of did stuff, and... They, I think they knew everybody was expecting that pounce, and, and they flipped it on us, and then, oh, it was great. It was so good. It was so good. So, it's not here in the tweets. It's not really shown in some of the results that you can read online, but Fuck It Rules ends up being two out of three falls. And yeah, which I thought was a really cool twist. Really cool to the fact of it was the Rip City Shooters that got the first pinfall. I don't remember who and what. And, like, everybody went crazy. Fuck, I went crazy because I didn't think that was going to fucking happen. And then it was announced, no, 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 fuck it rules is two out of three falls. And the fuck it's got fairly two, fairly quick falls in. Not instantly, but within, what, five minutes? Maybe a little bit longer? It was that long. I don't even think it was that long. So you watch, because there, there were a lot of people there. I don't know if this was the Bishop Brigade the Barkley Nation, both of them combined, whatever it was, these people were going nuts. And within a matter of minutes, it flipped. It was the biggest fuck you to them. I thought just that was what's funny. Like, I have nothing against either of them or even their fans at this point. But to get like a kind of a trolling was pretty funny. Well, and man, I like the fuck it's a lot. I, uh, other team, so I mean, real deal. There are a majority of the teams that, if you told me, "Hey, uh, they're going to be AIW tag team champions," I'd be like, Good. "And I, I again, I think that speaks to just the the depth and the quality of the tag team division in AIW." But you know, the fuckets, older statesmen of that division, uh, and man, they're just men. It's a good match. It's it's always a good match. Uh, and I don't think enough people appreciate them. I, I do love the Fuckets. I, I know I wasn't high on them when they first debuted. Like, I just I thought they were okay. I didn't understand, like, why people love them. But over time, I fucking downright fell in love with them. They're fucking great. They're hilarious. Um, and on the flip side of it, you know, fucking T-Money in the Pounce is always a highlight. The Cannonball, if it happens in a mask, is a fucking highlight. There, there's so much great shit with them. They walk down the sidewalk like they're in evolution. <laughs> I was going to mention Oh, that. dude, those guys are the best dressed tag team in the AIW locker room. They always come, like, dressed up. Okay, I don't think you were there for this, Stacey. This is what happened. Like, okay, they're, they're dressed up really nice. They're coming down the sidewalk towards the Odeon. And if you look at them, like, it looked like they stepped right out of the evolution entrance video of evolution oh, walking uh, down the, the street. Uh, <laughs> So as a joke, and someone said you should have recorded it, and like we could have 
someone could have been playing the music or something. But as they were walking down the sidewalk, I threw on the Evolution's music. So it was like Evolution. It, it took uh, Russ a couple seconds to figure out what was going on. But talked to him later. He got a he got a bit of a chuckle out of it. Though he said they're both the Mark Jindrak of their team. But they uh-huh. are like two of the best dressed, you know, tag teams. Dude, always, every time those dudes are dressed up. Middle of summer, middle of winter. Always dressed up. Always dressed for app, so. Okay. You called them, like, the, the elder statesmen of the tag division. This is something I didn't even think of. I, I pulled up the first Double Dare tournament. This These are the tag teams they were in there with. Uh, their first round, they went up against Mark Andrews and Pete Dunn. Not necessarily a tag team, but obviously not an AIW anymore. Euthanasia was in also the first round against the Submission Squad, the Hooligans right. versus Hope and Change, as well as Nixon, Bobby Beverly, and Ricky Shane Page versus the Susexual Bombs, now known as Besties in the World. So basically, yeah, they are the elder statesmen of you know the tag division. Euthanasia is the only tag team somewhat still around, but they're not you know wrestling every month or wrestling. As a tag team, every and I, booking, and I mean Bev and Eric Ryan have both been around for a while. You know, like yeah, Julie and in other tag teams, maybe further back than the fuckets. But yeah, the uh, solid team, a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. I think they left. I'm not saying they left. Uh, they weren't booked in AIW for a while, but I think it was more of just. Their, their personal schedules, they weren't able to fit wrestling in at all, or uh, Nasty Russ was here and there. And when they came back, that was like we were talking about before we started recording, some of like my top five favorite surprise moments. When they came back, that was another fun one. Just because they like kind of disappeared out of nowhere, but eventually they came back. But they're, they're another team. I'd love to see become tag team champions again. Uh, and that's what I would say, man. I think of these teams would be deserving of being the tag champs and i think that speaks to how interesting this tag division is going to be over the next year man like every match there's not a situation teams where if you know two infinity and beyond are defending or if uh the production are defending or you know whoever happens to be the champions at the time it says when they go up against uh i'm gonna lose the belts that when they go up against pme they're not gonna lose the belts you know you know, sometimes in on a wrestling card, you can look at a match and be like, ah, he ain't losing the belt tonight. Not to not to the guy. Vision isn't going to be like that. Um, every every match is going to have that potential. And that's fucking amazing. Kind of interesting that you said that, because going into this next match, I did not have that that feeling. I knew who was going to win. That was <laughs> two infinity and beyond versus the spirit squad. Great having spirit nah. squad there. But. There was no way I thought they were going to make it to the finals or even the fact of two Infinity Beyond were going to lose their first round. Squad ain't for me. If it was the whole Spirit Squad, I think it would have been fun. And I'm not just saying that because like Dolph Ziggler was in it, but you're that talking. would not have made it any better for me. <laughs> but I'm like, it's having the whole group aesthetic. Like, Man, I don't think it. I don't. Like, I just don't. This match could have been like, Bell rings, Colin and Cheech just fucking roll them up. One, two, three, done. Okay, let's move on. And, and look, other people, wrestling's full of different characters for different people to like, but Spirit Squad don't do fucking nothing for me. Checked out during this whole match. 
What were your thoughts on it, Charlie? Uh, as soon as Spirit Squad came out, I actually said, uh, I was like, man, there's actually a team I hate more than uh, Colin and Cheech. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't think it was possible, but here we are. And, uh, oh, man. And then they somehow tried to play, like, the good guys in the match. And I'm just like, no, I, I don't like either of you, but we know who's going to win this. So let's just get this going. Then I think this was the match. You had Chuck Stone's family fucking going nuts, just yelling shit. And it was mostly at the Spirit Squad. Regret about this match was it was early enough in the card that I didn't have to take a piss yet. <laughs> yeah, but if you I will say I will say Kenny is super ripped. Like, dude is chiseled out of stone, but obviously uh takes care of himself, sure. <laughs> Definitely has a gym membership. Congratulations. I I don't do anything for me, man. Yeah, so uh Infinity and Meon to Infinity and Meon. Advance via roll-up to Infinity Beyond wins, lol. Bring up our finals with PME, mm -hmm. the Fuckets, and to Infinity and Beyond. Mm -hmm. Did you say the production? Match on paper. PME, the production, Fuckets, to Infinity and Beyond. Mm -hmm. Pretty pretty solid. Yeah. You have the That's great. You have the champions in three very interesting opponents. You have the, Kind of like what we were talking about earlier, you have the Fuckets who were kind of, you know, trying to win back the titles after so long. Then you have um, two of the best up-and-coming tag teams in AIW, PME and the production. And Absolutely. Like I, and like I said... And there's... Go ahead. There's that still that possibility there that to Infinity and Beyond just win the fucking Biggins Cup. Nobody has that ability to challenge with it up for the final. We're not going to get into the finals just yet. I will say that did not happen, but... What if? That was kind of my thing. What would have happened if two Infinity Beyond one? I think people would have thrown shit. <laughs> Actually, looking at this, this was a rematch from uh, Slumber Party Massacre for the finals. You're right. I didn't even oh. think about that. But what the Slumber Party Massacre, that wasn't elimination, right? I believe that was one fall. Okay. On a side note, can we, can we really stop yelling one fall? It's never going to stop. Just don't. You just got to come to peace with it, Summers. It's going to happen. It's true. The what chant lasted how long? That's still kind I've, of... I have never heard that at AIW. Oh, not at AIW. I'm talking about wrestling in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, don't give people any fucking bad ideas, man. Oh, fuck no. So, it was at uh, this point in the night that we went into an intermission. So, we'll come back right after this commercial break. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And coming out of intermission, we had the one called Manders versus Big Twan Tucker, a rematch from UXWA, and something that was mentioned last week, uh, Manders uh, almost killing Big Twan in this match. Yeah, it was rough. NX Twan took one to the neck. It was definitely better than the, the first match they had at UXWA. You could tell that they had a little bit better feel for each other and what they could do, maybe minus that one spot. Like, it was a great, it was a good match. It was a good match. Yeah, aside from that spot, it was a great match, to be honest. 
fucking both of these guys can go, man. And they went. What were your thoughts on it, Butters? I was a big old hoss fight, man. I enjoyed it. I wanted I want to see it again. I mean, outside of that one spot, that was it was a blast to watch live. As, well, like as Hoss fight. Mm-hmm. Casey, has your opinion changed of uh, Mander's gimmick yet? I still don't get it, but it's whatever, man. He can go. So weird kind of varsity blues cowboy man thing that he wants to be in the ring like he does. That's cool. I'm hoping with, you know, Big Tuan kind of being put in a little bit more prominent role or what seems to be like with everything coming out with MJF that maybe we will get more Haas fights. Maybe we will get more Haas matches. Like, it seemed like when Tuan first debuted, that's kind of where they were going. Because what, uh, Big Tuan versus Big Mo was a match. That was pretty fucking fun. And hopefully, like, that leads into more Haas battle matches. There's a bunch of people I would like to see uh, and have big old Haas fights with Tuan. But I'm glad Tuan's all right. It was Big Tuan winning via Spear. That spear is getting better and better every time he he throws it too. Mm-hmm. Next up, oh, oh, oh sorry, no, man. No, go ahead before we move on. I say watching Twan over the last year wrestle between like UXWA and and uh, AIW. Man, the improvement that that kid's had. Yeah, like talking about how that spear's gotten better. It, it really has. Like over the course of a year, you've just seen that like the development of you know him progressing. From kind of a green student to someone who can hold his own in a ring with a dude like Manders. I think one another really good match I seen him in with, and it, it was more like it was going to be a good match to help him grow, was PWF him versus Brett Eisen. And that was a little bit more green Twan going up against Brett. So he's definitely learned. He's definitely gotten a lot better. And, you know, hopefully it continues too. I don't see why I wouldn't. And with everything going on him, with him, like, lately, with the whole, because I don't know exactly when the NXT stuff is going to air, but, like, this should raise his stock, and I'd like to see him, like, travel more, uh, get out there. Like, Twan's fun. fun. Twan's a great fucking dude. Yeah, man. Uh, watching Twan watch wrestling is fun, how much he loves wrestling. It's hard to not like Twan. Hell, not even just wrestling, uh... Watching his Instagram videos from WrestleMania weekend when he was just walking around New York City acting like Spider-Man, like a with the webs. That was that was fucking great. Yeah, man. How do you not like Twan? Next up, we had another non-tournament match. You had Mikey Millennial or Mikey Montgomery, Chuck Stone, Eric Taylor, and. Arthur McArthur versus Tim Donst, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, Brian Carson, and Parker Pierce. Definitely, we, we kind of like talked about last week about day two with the students, but this match right here was another fun point, especially with freaking Mikey. Yeah, man, he's real good. I mean, uh, the the this year are, are really good. Uh, not that they weren't in previous years, but some talent with these guys how do you feel about the students butters uh, i mean right out the gate they're they're doing a lot of fun stuff and uh it's almost like they're more prepared than previous years I feel like there's a lot of stuff they can do with them right out of the gate and then like um at least with you know a few of them and uh it's exciting to see where they go from here i've never i've never really seen um people come right out of like a uh 
training school and see them like in their first like beginning matches and stuff like that. So like to see this, it's it's really interesting and uh I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, I mean we talked about on the last episode, you know, what a big deal it was for uh for Mikey and Eric to be able to be in that the match on Jaylit. But in this match, I mean that they, they all got to work with like Tim Donst. You know, like that's oh for someone as as early into his wrestling career as, as these guys are. I think when this match was happening, I kind of I kind of made a joke that we had in this match combined, you know, three absolute championship reigns, one intense title reign, and that's pretty impressive. Granted, that was all Tim Donst, but all all one person. Yeah. I'm waiting I'm waiting more for we get to the point with Mikey and Eric to team. I think that is a great tag team waiting to happen. Possibilities with that? Sure. I that tag team division's pretty healthy right now though. Oh yeah. Well even not even to break into for a new team. Not even just AIW. Elsewhere. Like I think those two could go on the road and, and tag together. Sure. Hey, they man, actually and- are in QCW. Uh, they started like a new stable there with them actually teaming. Well, there you go. There's a team. <laughs> and I know one thing that wasn't talked about too. This was a, a, a reunion of Dedication Personified in a match. Woo! It was the the big story of this match though was Dance getting the win via Dust Tell Dance submission, and you know continuing to beat the shit out of all the students. You then, uh, you then have Dom come in, make the save, and uh, we had a match set up for Absolution. Dominic Greeny versus Tim Dons in a submit or surrender match. Jesus Christ. Outside of the Absolute title, isn't, is, wasn't this the first match announced for Absolution? Maybe true. Yeah, I guess it is. And that's a, a good match to start with. I, I mean, outside of the Absolute. I'm sold on one match. Give me a ticket. Submitter Surrender. The last fucking Submitter Surrender Dom had ended with Josh trying to light him on fucking fire. Like, sign me up. Do you think Dons will go that far? I can't imagine why not. I mean, he's handcuffed people to fucking ropes and shit before. Dons to, if Dons wants to win a match, he'll do whatever he needs to to win a match. That's true. Any more thoughts on the the eight-man tag match? I still say the student killed it. It was great to see them. I mean, obviously, get in a ring with, you know, a guy like Donst and, like, three other AIW students who, from former years, like, this match was fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was uh, sitting next to uh, Jayhawk, and I told him, I was like, man, I, as soon as this match started, I was like, watch this. You're going you're gonna to enjoy this. And because he had never seen the students before. And by the end, he was like, they are excellent. He's like, I can't wait to see more. That was so much fun. So... They're a nice old hidden gem that hopefully gets bigger. See, there's proof positive that the students made new fans at this show. I'm not even at the show. Um, I'm looking at the Twitter feed from it, and you had uh, uh, Deshaun's two cents. You know, he even tweeted out watching the Fight TV said, "I dig that Mikey Millennial kid for being on internet pay per view." Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's another thing. You know, there's kind of wrestling schools that you can go to in your first summer of having matches you get to be on pay-per-view twice 
in the same day. Yeah. God, that can lead me down a whole other other rant. I know a handful of like wrestling students in the area. And my thought process is like, why don't you go to the best one in the area? Like, yeah, like there's you can go to a local indie and train with them. That's fine. Where's that career going to get you? Those trainers that are training you, how far have they gotten? Like, oh, man, the proof is in this. And I, I don't I don't care if it's in the greater Cleveland area, Pittsburgh area. And like, I don't I don't have a stake in this at all. But I can, I'm smart enough to look at the results, right? Mm-hmm. Look at everybody who's came out of that school from the time when Johnny and Candace were running it up through now. And look at the places those people have wrestled. The profile they have on the indie scene at this point. And look at the quality of their work. Yeah. I just don't see why you would pay somebody else fucking money there. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't see it. I think some people would try to say like, oh, well, this... This X school is closer to me. Well, there's a, there is a particular school that I think is, you know, it's like somewhat close to me, but you have guys like Trey Lamar, Dominic Greeny, and Joshua Bishop who live in my area. They live close to that school too. They went to Cleveland. They went to AIW. Britt Baker didn't live in Cleveland. No. PB didn't live in Cleveland. I think with them though, they, I don't think they started training. They did what well, they did the smart thing. You you go local and then you go, okay, I'm gonna go over here because look at all the results all the students are getting. And they benefited from it. Hands down. And I so look, man, sometimes you gotta if you live like down here, like where I live, and you don't wanna drive up there two days a week or it doesn't work with your schedule or whatever, completely understand that. It comes down to what you want out of the thing. But I, I think if you get into wrestling and you don't just want to do it as a hobby as, as a, a real thing I, I really think there's probably only one school in the area that you should be looking at because the opportunities that you'll get out of there if you're good enough fucking work i just don't see why you would go somewhere else people who have gone there who have like you said have trained other places and then went thereafter. like i've even like looked at it this way there there are students in other schools right now who have or just wrestlers who have wrestled about let's say right now two years the students that will debut next year will have a better first year than the most other students elsewhere, like in this area. And that's like, and it's, it's kind of like what you say. It's like, I'm like, I'm an, I'm smart enough to look at the results to just look outside and say, well, this is, this is how far they're going. This is how far this other school's going. Like, why don't I just go to EIW? I mean, a ton of these guys from classes within the last two years, are booked everywhere from Illinois to Tennessee to fucking the East Coast. If you're training at any number of other schools that I know in the area, bookings, all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's like just a thing that I always think about. And I want to pull a lot of these students aside that I'm friends with and say, like, what are you doing? Man, I try to even tell people I know that are training other places a goddamn seminars and they don't do it. So whatever yeah i don't know it's it's that weird oh billy kidman's gonna be here maybe you should fucking go do that seminar oh ultimo fucking dragon's gonna be here maybe you should go do that seminar arn fucking anderson is gonna be there maybe you should go do that seminar oh no there's nothing i can learn from arn anderson are you out of your fucking mind yeah i mean look i mean even if you go that route look at lee morality that's what he did 
But granted, I even think after a while he might have started going to the AEW school. I don't know. But I know this. Lee Moriarty is not like better right now than he was the first time I saw him. The difference is he's getting an opportunity at a place where there's bigger exposure because he did things like come in and go to that fucking Ultimo Dragon thing. And he was he the, did the okay. initiative. You know, he made he made himself known. He was the only outside AIW person to go like that. What the f- like? That's just regular. Like, what the fuck are you guys thinking? But and now this has turned into a fucking infomercial for the AIW school because we're talking about the student match. But it's just, I mean, it's a reality that. And I don't have like a stake in this. Ain't nobody paying me fucking no. nothing to say it. Like if if you're a local wrestler in Northeast Ohio, you have aspirations of doing this on a level bigger than like the weekends forty miles within where you live. And even if that's your fucking aspiration, why not learn how to do it really fucking well? Uh, paying where you're paying, but you should probably message Dom or John and figure out how you can be at their school. Yeah. Fucking there. And if you can't see the difference in the results, then maybe you, you don't know how to see good wrestling. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. They don't, they don't pay me either, but every so once in a while they'll put out, the card is going to change and there's like a lot of like really good advice and I share it. And I'm just kind of like people, if you're not a part of AW, fucking listen to this shit. This is good. And it's not like, oh, this is a good podcast. It's they're giving out good advice or like the one from last week. Oh, you want to come to AIW? Well, do this. And, you know, you have the potential, may, might not happen, but you have the potential of getting booked. And here are the wrestlers that did just that. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about all that. Rant, rant over. But actually, <laughs> watch the matches. Like, watch this show. Watch the Jaylet Weekend uh when it's available watch the the brewery show that guido's beer bash show yeah students this current crop of students are having fucking great matches hard on aiw shows is now filled with former students good enough to earn those spots there's one thing that i know thorne has said i think he said it for a while and i, I agree with it every time he says it people love like finding that new up-and-coming wrestler like yep. and just falling in love with them, but nobody wants to be there for the build to where they get to that spot. And it's cool to be able to watch a guy like Dom or Bishop like come from just being a, a no-name student to like like watching their profile build in. I ro- I'll root for them every step of the way wherever they get fucking booked. Like like this is awesome. Like oh they're gonna debut in this state. That's fucking awesome. Oh they're gonna debut for GCW. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I mean just going to that school isn't a guarantee either because there's people who've went to that school that just you know yeah not everybody not everybody has the same talent level or the same dedication or the same skill set or what you know whatever and people aces. Um, so it's not like this weird guarantee where, oh, you go to the AIW school and then this, this, and that who have debuted that don't really wrestle regularly. I would say it comes down to you, like you get what you put in and the ones that are getting booked, all these places are the ones that put in the maximum effort. Yeah. Before we like transition, like I'll throw out, like, I think a guy who needs a lot, a lot of just like, look what he's done is Derek. I remember Derek just selling merch. I remember Derek working every single show he can. And, you know, now he's 
I'll never forget when he debuted in AIW. I'm like, this is fucking great, dude. That's awesome. And he's he he sets it up every step of the way. And we're definitely not done with him. He's going to continue to step it up and get better and find ways to get out there. It's a guy who's low-key evolved his whole thing over the past uh, and really came into his own. Yeah. So anyway, back to the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament. Or, thing uh, we're here to actually do. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be like a, a lighter episode because I don't think we got like, well, like <laughs> two more matches to talk about. Um, yeah, two more matches. Uh, we have the AIW absolute title on the line. PB Smooth versus Filthy Tom Lawler. I had a weekend, man. Was it just me or did this? Sh- it had a weird finish. The whole thing of like Trey coming out, causing a distraction. PB only gets a two count. Trey walks back and then PB loses. I'm like, what? What? Was I the only one shaking, like scratching my head on this one? Honest, we're far enough removed. I didn't remember the finish. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I remembered who won, but I didn't remember the finish. Jogged my memory a little bit, though, like by, by saying when Trey came on. And I feel like there was supposed to be something else, and it just, for whatever reason, didn't happen. And then it just kind of, I don't know. It was like Trey came out, distracted Tom. Tom got a little, dis- little distracted. PB went for a pin, might have been a roll up. Only got a two count, and then Trey, like, walked back, like, wait a minute, that didn't work. Why are you leaving? And then it was, I think it was not that long after that, uh, Filthy Tom, you know, retained via roll-up. I remember very little of this match. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't remember as much from this either. I I felt it was kind of set in stone, like Filthy Tom would win. When Trey came out, though, I was like, oh, oh, shit, is PB, like, going to get the title back? And then, you know, like I said, two count, and then Tom won. Like that's the only thing I remember. Do you think this probably for the time being is the uh, coffin of PB for the absolute title? Yeah, I think uh, especially with like what we've seen after this for day two, like now it's going to be more uh, 40 acres. And now right, like right. maybe versus the production, maybe like, fuck, we were talking about tag teams earlier. We still have yet to see a tag, like a just regular like tag match with. 40 acres they could easily do free bird rules absolutely so there's there's definitely more coming with 40 acres but yeah i I felt like this was the end of pb singles absolute title like this we're we're done we're moving on right speaking of being done and moving on let's get to the uh, main event of the evening we have the production danhausen and their director like i said eddie only did suffer an injury so Dan Housen with Freebird Rules filled in versus the Fuckets versus PME versus Two Infinity and Beyond. And any worry that you had about Two Infinity and Beyond winning this match was taken care of pretty quickly. Which I was pretty much happy about that. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't <laughs> he didn't tweet elimination results, but it was uh, Two Infinity and Beyond getting DQ'd. Like yeah, like you said, fairly quick. Maybe like first couple minutes. Who who the was it? I think the fuckets got eliminated next. If so, yeah. yeah, I believe it came down to the production and PME and DM. Yeah. yeah, which to me, top two up. Like I said before, up and coming tag teams. Whoever won, I'd have been happy. I predict that. And so this is. Oh, let's go. I'm sorry, man. I talked over you. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. That's the thing. Is this brought you down to two teams where either one could win this? You know, there was 
it was not predictable to say the least. And it's the two teams you wanted to see it come down to. I had predicted the production. Unfortunately, I was wrong. The thing that I'll throw out that I wanted to see, I wanted to see the production win, but I'd wanted to see two infinity and beyond still in the ring and instantly cash in. But I really do love the story that, like I've said, we've been building to PME wins the, in the sunset dreams. And they hope like immediately announce they're cashing in at absolution. We have three matches for absolution. Yes. Two title matches and a holy shit match. I think I think Absolution is going to be PME's night. I I fucking hope so, especially like people were were bitching when To Infinity and Beyond won, and my instant thought was, you're gonna that's you're gonna have PME win. That's who they're they're going to be the team that everybody hates this champion. And like that night um, in December. Freaking PME had a, a regular tag match, and or maybe it was a four way tag. But anyway, they were fucking huge. So to me, I put two and two together. I'm like, yeah, this has to be Absolution. Maybe WrestleMania weekend. Unfortunately, that did not happen. But now we're, we're here. Absolution tag titles. PME two Infinity Beyond. I think PME's gonna win. Like throwing out my pick early, but I think they're going to make it seem like they're not gonna win. They're going to make us really treasure this one. Hey, uh, it's coming. And man, is the roof going to fly off that fucking building? Those belts at Absolution, assuming they do. I Positive <laughs> in the past. The two Infinity and beyond, we're going to lose titles on previous and proven wrong time and time again. With this title reign, there have been times where, oh, no, this is it. They're going to lose it. No, no, there's still champs. I mean, nothing's a sure thing, but... It sure says something that those guys won this tournament momentum going into a title match at Absolution. What's your thoughts on it, Butters? I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is that's a lot of momentum. Uh, that they it's going to be like the uh, the boyhood dream moment at, at Abso when that happens. I, I can't wait for it. It's going to be a, a big deal. Um, and they they oh, it's going to be so good. I either want this to be a match like I was describing before where they we really question whether PME is going to win and then they pull it off or it's like a really fucking quick match. And I'm talking like 15 seconds. And I can't imagine it's just going to be like a 15 second thing. Not I'm not saying like that's what I can imagine, but I'm like picturing like what would be like a like holy shit moment and like almost any match that goes really quick. It's a lot of like, oh shit! Like that match didn't last long. But I, I would if I put money on it. It has to be one of those matches that goes back and forth. There's some false finishes where we think fucking PME is done, but they pulled off. Man, you know another thing too is I when we did the the few episode, I talked about how I thought it was kind of Matt one with JT playing a role in his career. This was a little bit of that too, you know, with it being the Biggins tournament and, and the PME guys winning with the little bit that he played in theirs too. Uh, and I think uh, Philly talked about it, if I'm correct, like after the match. I believe so. Like, I know I've heard the story too, so that, that could be clouding my memory, but yeah, it was, it was very, very fitting. Yeah, he did talk because I think he mentioned about like when the first time they were, they were, they teamed together. Right. So far, you know, PME, Rear World, like, very fitting that they won. 
the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament. This show was overall good, man. I I got to tell you, the student show, afternoon show of Jayla Weekend delivers every time, man. Always a good show, and people sleep on it, and they shouldn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why people sleep on it unless I'm, or it's going back to what I was saying earlier. People don't want to watch watch the build. Sign me up for that fucking build because this show is always good. This was the show where we got the debut of AJ Gray a couple of years ago. Um, this is oh that we had that weird, super crazy, almost broke his neck thing happen. I don't know, man. It's just always good. There's always like there's always a good mix of like bringing in older like name guys to be on the show uh and then the you know like with this year being spirit squad and stuff uh and then fill the card out like the student match uh and and things like that i I don't know man it's always just a i I dig this show a lot like every year and it's one of the cheaper aiw tickets of the year like if you went to that show on its own and didn't buy like a weekend pass it's still like a 20 dollar show $20 $20 show, you got an absolute title match. You got tournament. You know, it's, it's fucking. Man. Even before this was the Chandler Biggs Memorial Tag Team Tournament, back when it was the Back to the Future Cup, people, you know, really slept on it too. Yeah. Like that was the show. I mean, you mentioned about AJ Gray. That was the same show that the rope broke. And you had the, the students had to debut with only two ropes. Yeah. That's definitely one of those crazy things you don't always always see normally like that happens probably more of your shit fucking shows but it happened here and i felt like that really stepped had to, the students had to step it up yeah it's a difficult way to go and then your uh first match in front of a room full of people what were your thoughts on the show butters uh overall man it was i'm glad i was there for it uh i i definitely didn't think i was going to enjoy it as much as i did um you said you know people sleep on it i i, I was definitely one of those people to start but I was very happy by the end. Um, I definitely will be there next year and every year that they run it, I will go because that is just, it was a blast and there wasn't a lot of people in there to start, but I feel like by the end it was, everybody was there and it came together and it was, it was good. Any more on your thoughts on the show, Stacey? Uh, I think I've made my thoughts pretty clear. Yeah, I agree with, you know, pretty much what was said. And I, I, like I said, I don't know why people sleep on it and, Jaylet as a whole is always so much fun. And when they added the third show back to the Future Cup and now the Channing Biggest World Tag Team Tournament, I felt like it gave you some reasons to come. And yeah, so what if, you know, those shows didn't always have the, the absolute best? It had people on their way up, like Josh Bishop. He was one of those wrestlers that was in that match with two ropes. I'll never forget that. And he, he was one of those dudes. I remember asking people, like, who do you want me to interview of these new students? Everybody said Joshua Bishop. Like, don't, don't sleep on the students. Don't, I get that it's really cool to go to the shows with, you know, Phoenix and Pentagon, well, Phoenix, if Phoenix is there and a lot of these other names, but they all had to start somewhere, you know? Opportunity being in the Cleveland area, a lot of start. There's a history of it. There's a track record of guys starting out in Cleveland, being from Cleveland, and dudes you see on TV. For that matter, I mean, just AIW in general and like Jaylet Weekend in general. Take a moment. If you're not 
familiar with everybody who's ever been booked through AIW, just go back and look through those previous shows on there. And then look at your TV on Monday or Tuesday. or That's a whole lot of similar names. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And Jayla is always fucking fun. Real tired uh, on Sunday. <laughs> uh, but, man, for my money, there's not a more fun weekend in independent wrestling on its own. That's not like the craziness that happens around uh, WrestleMania. The city, like, to just hang out in Cleveland for a weekend wrestling, uh, it's to me, it's just the in, in independent wrestling. Have you ever gone back and looked and seen who was in the very first Jaylet? I have before, but I can't, I wouldn't be able to like spout it off the top of my head who it was. I, I pulled it up. So back in 2012, this was every entrant in the very first Jaylet. And also, I will throw out. It wasn't as big because Evolve had to pull all their talent and Shakara stepped in and we got a lot of Shakara talent for that show. So you had who to guess that Gabe would be an asshole and Quack would come in and fix it. How about that? And well, up until this year, this was the only one that didn't fall on Memorial Day weekend. And I think the availability of Memorial Day weekend is why it was picked after this going forward. But Lewis Linden. Matt Fitchett, Bobby Beverly, and uh, Kodama of the Batiri, Marion Fontaine, Facade, Ophidian, Gregory Iron, Willie Mack, Ethan Page, Colin Delaney, Archibald Peck, Eric Ryan, uh, O'Barian, BJ Whitmer, Cole Cabana, Spanky, Tim Dons, ACH, Davey Vega, Ricky Shane Page, Flip Kendrick, and a main event at J Pro, M, M- Dog. Wow, that is a lot of Chikara guys. Yeah. So you have guys like, you know, ACH. Uh, that was, I think, right before Willie Mack got a little bit bigger. Obviously, early days of Ethan Page in AIW before he was everywhere he is now. You you had, you know, the, the Sexpa Bombs, now known as besties in the world, and they're they're everywhere. You know, this is 2012. And, and you had Lewis Linden. <laughs> yes, you had Lewis Linden. One. He won. This also, for a fun fact, which I think this is on independentwrestling.tv, this was the debut, or might not have been this show, it might have been the show before it. This was the actual debut of Fontaine's old school character. Oh, really? Yes. And you could tell from this show to now how much it's been tweaked and polished. It was still good, but it got better. All right, uh... Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Butters. Uh, nope. Charlie Butters on Twitter. Uh, and not ready. The number four PTW is the uh, other podcast. Oh, you say, so you have anything going on? Nothing. Um, actually, you know what? Uh, super fancastic on Twitter. Oh, the Twitter for the podcast. Um, but what he is. <laughs> Like, the Instagram has followers and stuff. I think it's because it's spelled different or whatever. But, yeah. Like, my personal account has more followers than the podcast, and I know how many people listen. Mm-hmm. It's a drastically different fucking number. So, yeah. Uh, super fancastic Twitter. Follow that shit. And, of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330, much like you can find this show 
at WrestlingChairs, Facebook.com slash WrestlingChairs, Twitter.com slash WrestlingChairs, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingChairs. Email, if you so choose, is I WrestlingChairs at gmail.com. And like always, we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trading Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic, Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out of Two, The IndieCast, Center Stage, Sobros Network, UXWA Today, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, I Got Your Five Star, and Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Powerslam.tv, use wrestling cheers all one word and get your first month free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Russell Void, Key on Sports, Stay Tough, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're PME. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're all but you came You're the fake blessing Rose are all the same You're the fake blessing Rose are all the same